When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Satellite today, there'll be a shower or two. Look, it's Bryce Gibbs. G'day, Gibbsy. Good morning, Hazy. In a sling and all. How's the shoulder? Uh, I'm starting to get back back on track, I think. It's been a bit of a miserable week, to be honest. Uh, went in for surgery on Monday. Um, and then for anyone that's had surgery, especially sh- shoulder surgery. Oh, it sucks. Um, it's certainly not comfortable. So it's been a bit of a shitty week, but um, took a bit of a turn for more of a positive on a positive mm. slant yesterday, I think. A uh, bit less pain, moving around a bit more, and, uh, yeah, glad to be back in the, the Lumo Energy studio to start the morning off. So you're right-handed? I'm right-handed. Yep, and it's your right shoulder. It is my right shoulder. Yep. Um, let's just go into some finer details here because we're a tight-knit community. We want to know the absolute inner sanctum of Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> Who's wiping your bum? I've actually... I, I have... Mind you, I've only been once. Been, been on, been on, med, been on meds a week. Been on meds a week. You can get tend to get blocked up a bit. So, oh poor Loz, if she'd had to deal with that. The, the little one that I have pushed out, um, I, I didn't create too much mess. So I've, I have surprised myself. Um, and I've learnt something about myself this week. But I think the, there's more coming. Okay, very good. <laughs> That is real inner sanctum stuff. That's good. Uh, the absolute inner makings of Bryce Gibbs. Um, that other voice in the background laughing like a little uh, schoolboy is Tommy Lyon. G'day, Tommy. Uh, g- good morning to you both. Good to see you again. Um, yeah, it's a, a lovely day, even though there's a couple of showers coming. And I'm not sure if you guys heard this during the week, but um, Nathan Buckley was on Jared Waitley's show, and, and Jared asked him about our show, Saturdays in SA, and how we're going. Very nice, but feedback. They're on a journey... There's plenty of things they don't know about yet that they want to discover together. Um, there's going to be you know, bumps and pitfalls along the road, but we're, we're going to face those with open hearts and minds and we're going to do that together and that's going to make us stronger. Yes. Yeah, things are going well at the moment. We feel like we're on the upswing, but you know, let's not take it for granted. It's so true. <laughs> Never has a true word be spoken. It's good from Bucks. It really is. Nice. He's very emotional nowadays. Yeah, he is. Open your hearts and minds. Yeah. That, that, that got me that. Yeah, connected. <laughs> well, it's funny, Tom, because I actually searched for some <laughs> feedback as well. Went probably somewhat even above on some of our, uh, our bosses and just um, went straight to the Messiah, and that is Brett Kerr. <laughs> We're going to engage yes. with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay. Because just like you, we care. Yes, we do. I I mean, any excuse to play that audio. Brett Kirk at his absolute finest. It just gets you pumped up, doesn't it? If that doesn't get you pumped up, I dare say you're a corpse. What are you doing? What are you absolutely doing? 0427-154-166. Um, should we launch into this, Tommy? And you can get ready to take some calls yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the text line also, of course, you can give us a call, one 736 The Saturday psych-up, because there's some good local sport happening today. And look, there will be a shower or two about the place. So if you're sitting there going, well, geez, the bed looks pretty good. I need just a little bit of motivation on the eave of winter. You just need some of those words that get, get you 
to a really, really good, solid, wholesome place, for example. Was it 70 points? We're up by half time? <laughs> yeah. We've lost by three. Go and f*** yourself, fellas. <laughs> now, go and get on that text line and get your Saturday psych-up text in. 0427 154 166. I'll be bringing them in. Bryce, um... Been uh, a big week for you. Of course, you haven't been playing footy, but the Panthers, big week this weekend. Let's uh, cover off this. Coming up against West Adelaide, you would be hoping for a big win. Yeah, they, uh, they're they not having the best year, poor old Westies, but um, you know, we can't treat them lightly, I suppose. It yep. can be a bit of a danger game. They have played some pretty good footy over the last couple of weeks and, and been in games for um, you know the best part of three quarters. So... Um, we are playing at Norlunga, which you know, is a bit of an advantage for us and uh, we'd probably want to get off to a good start, I reckon, because if you let them hang around, um, they'll be in for the fight all day. So it's going to be a tough one. Ah, uh, yes. The old South and Elizabeth uh, home ground advantage, where the advantage is for the home side, no one else wants to play there. Well, that's never true words <laughs> been spoken. You're, you're driving up Cement Hill, it's blowing a gale, the wind's yeah. coming down sideways. Most of the teams are defeated before they even get up there. Oh. So I, I, I certainly can agree with you there because I've been there as an opposition player yep. and it's not great. In the middle of, middle of winter, uh, the conditions, so we'll, we'll take that. We'll Absolutely. Take that as an advantage. You take any little advantage you can get. I, I remember back in the day, uh, we'd go and see one of the Crows physios and this was, what, 10, geez, maybe 12 years ago. And back then, of course, uh, the Crows listed players would be shifted out to clubs and there were a few guys that were playing for Glenelg, I reckon. And we'd seen this physio and he'd say, oh, you guys are playing this guy and this guy this weekend. I said, yeah, 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 they're playing for Glenelg. He said, oh, just in here before saying how much he can't stand going to Elizabeth and playing the dogs. Worst day of the week. I thought, yeah, we've got you on yeah, toast before the game even defeated. starts. You're defeated. <laughs> uh, very good. Are you heading out to some local footy today? Get involved. We want to take a call from you. one 736 Crows supporters and Port supporters, of course. A couple of big games coming up. Um, it's the midpoint of the season. So get your scorecards in, get your assessment in of your side, and what do you need for the Crows? I mean, in short, it's it's probably a midfielder. They probably need a couple, They probably need a couple of yeah. midfielders. Yeah, and then what do we got? The, the mid-season draft next week. Uh, you know, what falls out of that, we'll soon find out. I don't think there's a lot out there, um, especially in terms of midfielders. But, uh, you know, they might pick up a couple of local boys, which will be which would be good to see. That will be nice. Just in short, uh, didn't discuss this with you before we went on air, but who's in the mix from South Adelaide? Still Jai Menzies? Is he getting a few nibbles? I'd say Jai Menzies would be pretty close. Uh, Mitch O'Neill's had a really good start to the year, uh, a mid who, who was on West Coast list a couple of years ago. Um, and Kimmy Cantilla, um, uh, an Indigenous lad who's come on the last couple of weeks from the Tiwi Islands. So he's um, he certainly sparked a bit of interest with his forward pressure and his goal-kicking ability. A couple of Channel 7 Goal of the Week nominations. He has. He's very exciting player. Got a lot of X-factor about him. Extremely exciting. Um, and I suppose, I mean, there's two ways you can look at this. It's fantastic that he gets an opportunity. But for South Adelaide, they lose so many players through these different little avenues to get into the AFL system, particularly mid-season. That's... That's tough when you're trying to stick around and potentially get yourself into the top five. Yeah, it is. It's been been a lot hard for South Adelaide to deal with some of these, um, you know, players leaving pre-season draft, mid-season draft, um, and key players too. Like when you speak of Ruckman and uh, if you know Jai goes, he's, he's kicking a lot of goals for us. Kimmy Cantilla's been kicking goals for us, so there's certainly you can't just go out and get replace those guys with 
with like for like, especially this time of year. So, um, yeah, it certainly makes things challenging. But as you said, for the, the guys personally, if they were to get an opportunity on an AFL list, uh, it's been their dream for mm. since they can remember. So um, it would be fantastic for them. But um, selfishly for South Adelaide, yeah. it's, uh, it sucks. Yep, absolutely. Um, Saturday Psych Up, first text is in. And if you just tuned in and you're thinking, what is the Saturday Psych Up? Well, just those messages. Then it get, gets you up and about and ready for a big game of whatever it is you're playing. Maybe it's some inspirational words like this. Today's the day, not the day the teddy bears had their picnic. It was the day that I realised I was coaching a bunch of blokes that aren't there. And it's doing my f***ing head in. Still relevant. Yes. Look, if you, if you haven't heard that football speech, just Google great football speech and it'll come up. It's on YouTube. It has been confirmed that it's fake, and if you really analyse this football speech from maybe 15 years ago, I reckon it was doing the rounds, when we all thought it was absolutely real, there's blokes giggling in the background, but it's just an absolute treat. Um, to play it in full would be too hard for Tommy to censor out all the words. And do you know what's really sad? This day and age, that poor bloke would have had to go and apologise to his <laughs> troops during the week. That's after, what David Noble was saying to after the After what he's dished up there. So, you know, he's, he's given him a wake, but he would have had to go and apologise to the boys, which <laughs> would have just undone all his good work. Exactly right. Um, first Saturday psych-up text is in. This one from Tim and Prospect. Good morning to you, great man. He said, come on, Adelaide, smash those cats in that bogan city. Bloody Geelong. Went there once and never going back. That's fantastic because we don't get an opportunity in Adelaide to really beat up on some of the other cities. So we can probably beat up on Hobart just a little bit. We can definitely bet up on Canberra and maybe we can add Geelong to that as well. Why not? Oh, it, Geelong's got a bit of that factor about it. That, Is it? Oh, we've got to head down the highway and play the cats at the cats. So that's not good for everyone else. It's probably good for the cats, but um, there's not, not a whole lot happening in Geelong, I don't reckon. No, yeah, there certainly is not. And given that the Cattery is such a tough place to play um, for the Crows as well, with no Taylor Walk, with no Josh Rochelle. Yeah, look, let's just say if they win today, it's going to be an absolute miracle. Well, I actually reckon it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I reckon yeah. their ins this week, there's one of their better sides they've put on the park, obviously without Tex and Rochelle, as you just said, but the four ins are, are quality ins, I reckon, mm. and I reckon it's going to be a lot closer than people, people mm. might think. Uh, last night, Friday Night Football, Swans got the job done against Richmond. A bit of a controversial ending. That's the game! Sydney have come from the clear. He didn't know. Yeah, that's why I'm asking the question. Yep. Have you that? Yep. He's kicked the ball away knowing it wasn't free. <laughs> so, you're a good football mind. Can you dumb this down for us? What, what exactly happened? What was the controversy? Well, watching it live, I was straight away, I was like, oh no, that's 50, which would have taken Dion Prestia inside 50 and would have had a shot to draw the game after yep. the siren. Um, there was a lot going on. It was a, a free kick was paid just before the siren had sounded. So, I think the the umpire that was closest to the play thought it might have been fifty. But Matty Stefik, the umpire that was furthest away, who's obviously the the umpire that's been around longest and uh, the most experienced, he sort of explained it as he we need to pay a bit of common sense here, and he, he wouldn't have heard the whistle. Yep. The free kick paid as the siren was sounded as the crowd was going nuts. And he, he put it 
50 rows back too. Like he, he, <laughs> Got on to he it. He sunk in. Like <laughs> If it was any other time of the game, no hesitation in paying 50. <laughs> so watching it live, I was like, yep, that's 50. This is going to be a great finish. And then as Matt Stevick sort of explained the situation, it sort of started to make a bit more sense. So yep. I don't think that really helps you with with where I'm going and what opinion I'm giving. I'm sort of sitting on the fence a little bit. But, yeah, it was uh, it was plenty happening, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd like to see the, the absolute ruling. So I know what they came up with last night. That, but if you do something like that, if you give away what effectively is a 50-metre penalty after the full-time sign, I mean... Name, if you can, 0427 154 166, a situation that's even slightly similar to this. Like, if you're an umpire, and umpires get smashed, let's be honest. They'd be sitting there going, oh, gosh, I don't remember this particular scenario coming up in the rule book. So it'll just be a tough situation. Well, they're probably damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yep. Like, if they pay the 50, like, they've obviously, there's obviously going to be uproar, like, probably shouldn't have been paid. And then, obviously, they didn't pay it last night, and mm. it's obviously uh, caused some debate as well. So, um Again, I can't help you. I'm sitting on the fence a little bit because I, I originally thought it was and now I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's not. So um, there'll be a bit of discussion today about it, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt at all. Um, kicking the football into the crowd as well after the game. <laughs> I remember a game years and years ago at Richmond playing against West Adelaide. Remember Damien Cupido? I stood Damien Cupido oh. for when I was playing for Glenelg against... Sour. He's a strong boy. One out in the 50, mind you. Yeah, they you don't really want that. throw me to the throw me to the wolves that day. But I do remember David Cubito, yes. Just on that, I remember being one out with him as well and getting on the wrong side of him. The ball came up right on the fat side, perfect. You know, you know, I'm not gonna let him mark. I'm getting I'm just gonna give away a free kick. And I bear hugged him as hard as I could, and he still pushed me off onto the ground and took an uncontested mark. So that's I couldn't even cheat. So he's a strong boy. Anyway, this particular day, I think we'd won. Full-time siren, and then he's on the wing. He's picked up the ball and just gone bang and unleashed it into, you know, at Richmond, it's all industrial area, yeah, yeah, yeah. over the fence about three different uh, houses back. And it was this nice torpedo. And we've all sort of sat there and gone, oh, that's actually a nice kick. And the umpire's gone over to Cuba and gone, what the hell did you do that for? And he's looked with the most confused look you've ever seen and said, I don't know. <laughs> There you go. Sorry, guys, you've lost the footy there. Yeah, mind you, and the Burleys are—they're—they're like waiting gold. Yeah. In Stanford. You don't want to lose a Burley. Let's be honest. I think it was uh, Adelaide galv- galvanising industries or whatever <laughs> it was. One of the boys turned up for work and saw the sweet little Burley. Free footy. <laughs> um, big result too last night for the Crows in the Sandful, Um In terms of they lost to the Redlegs, which is not good for the Panthers, but. Good for the red legs, and I suppose that's what happens when you take out some key personnel from the middle. Yeah, it was uh, it was a big win for the red legs. It's pretty tight um, on the ladder at the moment between sort of that third and sort of sixth position, I suppose. And um, just looking at some of the stats, uh, Matty Panos come back from a knee yep. uh, or a couple of knees, missed a couple of years of footy, kicked four goals and the winner with yep. about 30 seconds to go. So that's a great comeback for him. Um, and to, you know, keep... Norwood's, um, you know, finals chances alive uh, eight rounds in. So that's a, that's a big win for the Red Legs down at the parade. Really good to see Matt Panos back in action. He's been one of the great players and then just had this wretched run with injury and now it looks like he's back in the mix. And like we said, if you, if South Adelaide and Norwood are potentially competing for a spot, not good for you, but good for the sample to see someone like Panos back. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, probably <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but um, after a couple of years out of the game um, you know, with knee injuries, it could have been easy for him just to hang the boots up and, and move on with his life. But he, he's persisted and, and done the rehab and, and dug in and to get rewarded, you know, obviously first getting back first and foremost, that's that's fantastic. But to, to have an impact uh, in your first game back and he could have a big influence on how the Red Legs play for the rest of the year. It's, um, it's certainly exciting for him yep. and, and exciting for Sample Footy. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, the text line is open, 0427154166, the Saturday psych-up coming up next as well. We want to delve into uh, the inner sanctum of Bryce's mind, a little segment we like to call Tell Me Bryce. Tell me Bryce, tell me sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me, Bryce. <laughs> Very nice. Don't you dare get sick of talking about anything from now on because you're a media guy on the radio. It's your job. It's really trending that way, isn't it? <laughs> it is trending that way because uh, we're only a couple of weeks into your radio career and you're doing such a bloody good job. So. And I've got my own song, so <laughs> I think I'm winning. You cop that. I'm winning. <laughs> so what this is, is Tell Me, Bryce, is we like to um, go into the inner sanctum into the mind of Bryce Gibbs, who gives us something that, well, I mean, everyone else doesn't get access to because mainly you've probably been there. It's relevant this week because of North Melbourne's situation. They're a mess, to say the least. To sum it up, three recruiting staff have um, either been sacked or gone to different spots. Um, of course, North Melbourne, the coach, David Noble, there's been a bit of a turbulent time with him and um, reportedly some things that he said to his players, he had to apologise and all those types of things. On top of that, Jason Norman Francis was cautioned for taking a trip home to Adelaide without informing the club. Can we liken this to any situation that you were in at Carlton where the pressure externally is just huge and probably internally as well? And for a player and a very much a required player and probably someone even in the leadership group, what's it like? It can be extremely difficult and... Obviously, the, the North Melbourne stuff has played out during the week and it just they just keep having things pop up, don't they? Um, you've just mentioned some of the, the external stuff. You've even got some of the recruiters packing up and leaving. Um, you've got greats of the club coming out and, and having a pretty strong opinion on where they think their club's at in, in David King and, and Wayne Carey and guys like this. And it can really drag you down, especially as a playing group. Um, I certainly found was in this situation at Carlton probably a couple of times yeah. um, over the, over the journey, and um, you know, it can go one of two ways, I suppose. Things can just keep bobbing up and and keep weighing you down, and and it can just turn into a even more of a disastrous year. Or the, the playing group need to come together, and the only thing that's really going to get North out of this rut is on-field performance. Um, so the playing group needs to come together. They need to look each other in the eye, and you know it's, it might seem a little bit, bit wanky and a bit, bit of a bit bullshit. But they need to come together, look each other in the eye, and say we need to do something about this because we can't control what's happening with people's jobs, with what the media are saying, with if our um, you know president comes and hijacks the presser, which which has happened as well. Um, they need to come together. We, this is what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks, and they they only need to focus on a couple of weeks at a time. This is what we're going to. This is the sort of performance we're going to put out on the field, and if we can do that, we can slowly turn this around. And it's only going to be hard work and coming together and on-field performance. That's the only way that they can get out of this hole, I think. So, is there? I mean, North's in such a state where no one's expecting them to win at all. 
can they put up performances that people would be satisfied with, that supporters would be satisfied in? Were you in a situation where it wasn't really about winning? It was just showing some spirit and showing a brand of football that's at least competitive. I mean, you don't want to have honourable losses. Like, as a player, you don't go out there just to to lose, but lose in a good way. Like, that's not what anyone's about, I don't think. So, internally, the conversations will be will be having that they'll be having will be that we want to win. Whether that that is that does turn into an honourable loss, if that takes a little bit of pressure off externally, fantastic. Um, but they need to start showing something, and it starts with their leaders, their leadership group. Um, Jack Zebel needs to be the one really running this hard and and driving the standards and and driving how they're training, how they're preparing, all the little things that add up during the week that come out on game day. They want to be doing everything right. Um, and just having as less distraction as possible, really, yeah. because the more you listen to it, the more it can affect your mindset, affect you during the week, and ultimately it comes out on a Saturday afternoon. How hard is it to ignore it? Like it it's there. If you know that your name or your club or your workplace is absolutely in all the headlines, it's on social media, it's in the papers, it's on the TV, how the hell do you get away from it? Well, and social media and, and these sort of things that are around now are, are as big as and as influential as they've ever been. So it's 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 nearly impossible to ignore it altogether. But if I was if I was a North player, a North Melbourne player at the moment, I'd get off social media altogether. I'd just delete the apps for a couple of weeks and just remove myself or stop myself having any you know inkling to check it or or anything. Just yep. get away from it because one, there's going to be a lot of horrible things said on there, right, wrong, or indifferent. It doesn't matter. Just remove yourself from it. Take take away that emotion, and it's as I said before. It's get back to training hard, digging in, and and doing it for your teammates. Because in these situations, guys can go a bit individual and yep. think, oh, I need to look after my own backyard here. There might be some changes at the end of the year if I'm not performing, and can go um, pretty selfish and and look after yourself. But you got to try and flip that mindset. And how can I help my teammates? How how can we get through this together? It's far more easy to get through as a collective than it is as an individual. Very good stuff. Um, that is the uh, the inner mind or a situation where Bryce is basically likened to some times in, in Carlton. So at least two times it's happened where you've been in this. I mean, is it genuine damage control? Would you call it that? I think there's enough going on at the moment at North to say they're they're in damage control. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we've heard the last of it too. I think there still might be a few more things that pop up over the next couple of, a couple of weeks, which is unfortunate, but that's just the situation they're in. And um, I mean, when you're only getting like 13,000 people to a game of footy, AFL footy, which yeah. I think they had last yeah. week or the week before, like that's pretty concerning. Like, pe- really people concerning. don't want to go and watch their footy club, mm. um, which you, know, you need support of your, your, your fans and, and your members more than in any, any time in, in this situation. So I've got a question for you too, Hazy. What about from a media point of view? Like, how, how do you guys see this situation? I mean, it's a part of your job when teams aren't going well, players aren't going well, you need to, you know, be reporting on these things. You need to be creating conversations. Is it, is it do you guys lick your lips in this situation? Do you, are you looking for blood in the water? Like, on the flip side, as, as a people in the media and, and press, like, this is probably a golden situation, isn't it? Is it? Is that... Is that the perception that the media absolutely licked their lips? Was that the perception for players and, and 
Certainly, I think like from this. players, absolutely, yeah. Until mm. you actually sit on the other side and you see how both sides work, you probably don't have a, an appreciation for actually how it plays out on the other side. So yeah. pro- probably from a player's point of view, you, you probably do see the media as the enemy. Yeah, and, and absolutely, you can feel that sometimes from the players particularly. But you'd have to ask absolutely everyone, but it's not, it's not the fun part of the job to try and stalk players, particularly when it's a negative situation, to try and when Port Adelaide was zero and five, trying to ask these big questions or do this big, uh, this big digging and seeing if, you know, Ken Hinckley's job's on the line, all those types of things. Because it's very, very negative. There would be people that would absolutely thrive in a situation like that. But most uh, reporters are human and football supporters as well. So in particular, I want Crows and Port to win each and every week because I want to see them both do really well. So it's... There would be some people that would love a situation like that, but for the most part, it's much more fun. It's more comfortable if everyone's winning. So, I mean, the journalists would also, they're football fans, they'd want to see you guys do well as well. But I dare say you didn't get that vibe most of the time. (laughs) Well, not when you're in North Melbourne's position. No. yeah, it's, uh, that's the way it goes. And there's always someone down the bottom of the ladder. There's always someone struggling more than most. Um, and it's their turn at the moment and only themselves can get them out of yep. this. Very well said. Um, we're hard-pressed against the news, uh, so we'll get back into it very, very soon. That text line, though, busy 0427 154 166. It's three minutes past nine. Give us a call. Uh, get amongst it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 I put the question out there before as well. Crow supporters, port supporters, what do you need? We're at the halfway point almost of the season. What's going to get you to the next level? Is it a midfielder? Is it someone up forward uh, for the Crows? Taylor Walker not playing this week. He's in health and safety protocols. No Joshua Shelley. They're going to really battle against Geelong. Uh, port Adelaide should win against Essendon tomorrow. We know that, but it's going to be very, very wet. Uh, so we're going to take a deep dive, uh, a game analysis into those two games a little bit later on. Uh, Bryce Gibbs, first quarter's done of this show. How are you feeling? It's quarter time. I reckon it's the best first quarter we've had to date. It's funny, isn't it? On the Saturday morning show with Bryce Gibbs <laughs> and Andrew Hayes. <laughs> there you go. It's a very formal statement there from Gibbsy. We're talking off air and Tommy Lyons in here as well, just saying, look, it just felt like the last sort of couple of weeks, Tommy, were maybe a couple of pre-season matches and this feels like round one. There's a good vibe. There certainly is a good vibe, and I'm feeling good, Hazy, because... Don't you ruin that vibe with something? <laughs> well, look, I'm going to have to, and I'm so <laughs> sorry for what's about to happen. But, um, Gibbsy, look, we did a song about you, and I needed to f- find something out about Hazy, something that I could exploit this week about him. And um, I began to look into things. Uh, what what can we do with it? You know, there's one thing. This doesn't sound like a compliment, but it is. He's, he's got an incredible talent for talking garbage. He's. <laughs> it's a real he's, skill. It's a real it's, skill. It's a no, real it, skill. We it's can, a real skill, isn't it? <laughs> we might see seagulls outside. He'll go. Oh, well, of course, Port Adelaide will be seagulls around the ball tomorrow. Gibbsy, what do you think? You're going to win. Um, but one day, I genuinely think we're going to hear him in cricket and uh, talking about the scoreboard or the the speed of the breeze and all that stuff. And then I thought, no, he's. That's too difficult to make something about that. And then I looked in the file system at SEN and oh, discovered. Okay some stuff that I'm not sure if I should even have it. Um, it's hazy singing. And again, he's a brilliant singer, so I couldn't use that. And then I went a bit further and I found some duets with yeah. hazy and Kane Corns and, um, the standard drops off dramatically. 
That's, and uh, that's true. Kane, if you're listening, I know we haven't met yet, and I'm so sorry. But um, to get to Hazy, I had to go through you. So, Gibbsy, you remember those um, So Fresh album compilations in the mid 2000s? I certainly they, remember So yeah, Fresh. Yeah, where they'd say the hits of summer or the hits of winter. Well, this is SEN's very own So Fresh. Get the real hits of winter in Kane and Hazy's special edition of So Fresh. Oh my God, yes. Listen to Green Day as you've never heard them before. So make the best of this task and don't ask why. But in the end, I hope you had the time of your life. SEN Fresh. Win back an ex-lover by sending them this smooth rendition of I Want to Know What Love Is, also from Kane and Hazy. I've travelled so far, changed this lonely life. That's SEN Fresh. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. And tell someone you truly love them as Kane Corn steps out solo to reveal a more vulnerable side. You think I'm pretty without any makeup on. I know you get me, so I let my walls come down. Down. Plus, order now and be serenaded with our bonus track. Adam Cooney's interpretation of a John Farnham classic. You're the voice trying to understand it. Make a noise and make it clear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's so SEN fresh. The hits of winter 2022. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> Insane in the brain. <laughs> Where we sign up. Take my money, Tom. Take my money. I've got so many Christmas gifts to give. Uh, Bringing couples together. I'm going to play that tonight um, as I have a wine with my wife. And, um, (laughs) yes, that was was her voice that said, oh, my God, yes, I can't wait. As you have a wine with your wife and then she goes to bed, the absolute opposite of in the mood. (laughs) My ears are still in a lot of pain right now from putting that together. Oh, good job, Tommy. Um, send your complaints through to Tommy as well <laughs> via the text line 0427 or verbally just uh, get on the phone, one 736 736 So there you go. I had no idea which way you were going with that. I'm glad that, uh, that Kane got a good mention because some of that stuff didn't get the run that it deserved and this is a nice platform for it. Yeah, I, I, I apologise. I started working my way across the <laughs> roster. When I, when I heard Cooney's voice, I was like, oh, we've got to have this. <laughs> Very, very good stuff. Um, thank you, Tommy. Crow's taking on the Cats today, Gibbsy. Uh, of course, tomorrow, Port taking on Essendon. So let's take a deep dive into both of those games. Next, you're listening to Saturdays in SA. going to take us out to the break, Hazy. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I need to go get a glass of water. The all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning to you. Top of 17 across Adelaide today. It's going to be a shower or two. It's going to be wet and miserable for at least the next couple of days. If you head along to the football tomorrow at Adelaide Oval, make sure you take one of those, what are they, those rain ponchos that people wear? You can't take an umbrella. Yeah, ponchos. Yeah, the poncho. Get ready. Uh, Miserable conditions for the graveyard shift for Port taking on the Bombers. Um, The text line 0427 154 166. Saturday psych up busy. Oh, 
they're coming in thick and fast, and I've got a ripper here, and I will go, we'll hold Luke from Grange to this. Essendon are garbage this year. If Port lose to them, I'll jump off the Henley Jetty naked. Absolute lock. There you go. So Luke from Grange, if Essendon win, which I hope they do now, <laughs> I'll be at the Grange Jetty watching you jump off nude. Watching you naked. So that's there's a few question marks here in itself, if you really think about that. But just tell us when and where Rice gives me there. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Um, all right, let's uh, take a look at both of our games for this weekend. First one, of course, the Crows travelling to Geelong to play the Cats. Uh, two games in a row for the Cats, taking on South Australian sides. It's going to be very, very tough. Uh, the ins, though, for the Crows, Butts, Crouch, Miller and O'Brien. Surprised that O'Brien got a recall after he had 300 touches, <laughs> 8,000 hitouts, and a goal in the sample last week. I mean, I can't believe they rewarded him for that form. Well, with some of the uh, match committee selections the Crows have done this year, wouldn't have surprised me if they didn't bring him back in. But um, I think these are four really good inclusions for the Crows this week, and all four players will make a difference. Um, I think I'm expecting this game to be pretty close. Really? Not many people will. No, no one. I, look, I dare say, and this is not me having a crack at the Crows, but it's always it's tough for every side it is. to play Geelong in Geelong, uh, particularly you talked about the ins. The outs, Taylor Walker, Josh Rochelle. Uh, no one's tipping the Crows. No one. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm tipping them, but I'm saying I think they're going to put up a good fight. And I think with Tex, the form he's been in this year, he's been terrific. Without him there, without Rochelle, who buzzes around the forward line, I think they're just going to be a bit more unpredictable, and they're going to be a bit harder to plan against. They've you know lost four on the trot, um, you know by reasonable margins, the Crows, and they will not go in nowhere near favourites, but I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game. Um, so you know these blokes better than most. Wayne Miller, give us an insight into Wayne's world because I love him. He's a good Central Districts boy. Um, he's been slowly building in the sample. He, he didn't quite tear apart a game like they probably hoped, but last Friday night he, he was reasonably at 20 disposals and he showed a few little signs where you thought, oh, some of that Miller magic is back. Yeah, and it was really confusing, wasn't it, that they put him in for round one and then they decided he wasn't fit enough or he wasn't up to AFL level and then dropped him to the Sandful for five or six weeks. Um, if he wasn't ready to play, they shouldn't have played him. Gave him that couple of games uh, continuity and then he, he would have come in and had more of an impact. But I think he, he will play better at AFL level than he will Sandful level. He's just that type of player. Um, so he comes in pretty much a direct swap for Chase Jones, which yep. that did surprise me. I think Chase Jones has actually had a pretty good year yep. down back. Um, and some of the one-on-one -on -one contests he's, he's had, uh, I mean, when Luke Brown's been on the bench, like Jones has had those matchups against Toby Green, um, against Charlie Cameron, against these, these small forwards. And a lot of the one-on-ones he's been up against these players, he's actually won them. So for him to have a rest this week, I was a little bit surprised by that, but... Um, you know, Wayne coming in, Rob, as you said, his form in the sand full last week, along with Matt Crouch, were, were best on and second best on. And and Jordan Butts will take probably Tomahawk. And um, he's, he's been holding his weight against yep. the, the big, tall gorillas in every side this year. So um, he's another big in. Jeez, oh, I mean, can, is that the most intimidating matchup? I mean, Jordan Butts will absolutely take it on. Jeez, he's done some admirable things against some of these big, big guys. But playing Tom Hawkins at Geelong... I mean, if I'm a key defender, that's that's probably your toughest matchup, isn't it? Is that the toughest matchup in the AFL? What's harder? What would be harder, do you think? 
apart from potentially, I don't know, Buddy Franklin well, in Sydney. Oh, yeah, Buddy Franklin last night kicking five goals and throwing vintage performance yeah. out there. Um, yeah, it's certainly a tough one. And, and when he rolls off Tomahawk to get a reprieve on someone else, it's Jeremy Cameron. So <laughs> in terms of um, dual matchups and, and twin towers, like they're, they're two of the best in the comp at the moment. Um, and they, they play a little bit better down at the Cattery as well. So uh, there's no doubt the, uh, the Adelaide defence is going to be stretched a little bit, but um, I know Jordan well and, and he'll certainly be up for the challenge. So you've got uh, the Cats winning, but uh, what sort of margin are we talking, do you think? I'm going to say within 10 points. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I know we don't like to use the term honourable loss, but that's, that is, if there is a positive loss, that is a good showing from the Crows. Yeah, I reckon they'll get within 10 points, which will be, yeah, a, a great result. Um, they could, could even pinch it. There you go. I'll... Th- I'll Make a bold statement. Yeah. Crows, crows could pinch it. That is very, very bold. I know where my money's going now. Thank you very much, Bryce. <laughs> uh, just quickly, Taylor Walker. So reports during the week that Taylor Walker, that there's interest to interstate potentially of a two-year deal. Um, I mean, rewind before the season with everything that's happening off-season with his age and everything. Uh, I mean, for the last two years, it's felt like this is Taylor Walker's last year. And then he plays football and just shows how unbelievably important he is. The Crows be throwing, if these reports are true, could Taylor Walker, do you think, potentially signing a two-year deal to stay at the Crows? I think it's very realistic option of happening. Yeah, um, yeah there has been some speculation that a couple of clubs have come after him and, and clubs that are in a premiership window, so to speak. And I don't think he would ever leave. Not not now, after what he's been through at the club. Um, obviously, being a past captain and... Obviously, he's had some some hardship over the last year or two, uh, and the club have have backed him in and and help him get through this this period. And I think he'll be forever grateful for the club for that as well. So um, for him to pack up and leave to a, a rival team, um, I just can't see it happening, to be honest. So what if there is a two year deal somewhere interstate in Victoria versus a one year deal at the Crows? I still think he stays. I, th- I think Tex, th- there would be some sort of one-year deal with maybe a trigger to trigger a second year if he hits some games played or goals kicked or whatever the parameters may be. But um, he's pretty mentally strong, Tex. And he, as you get older, you, you need to set yourself each and every pre-season to, to stay fit and keep ticking off sessions. And his body al- has been allowing him to do that, yep. which I think has enabled him to continue playing at a really high level and um, he hasn't slowed down at all. He's, he's still the focal point in that forward line and he's still having impact on games. So um, if he sets himself again to have another pre-season and, and stays healthy, there's no reason why he can't play for another couple of years. All right, Crows fans, uh, get your thoughts in 0427 154 166. He's slightly optimistic. Are you as optimistic that it could be I mean, a shock result, but even an honourable result, as Bryce is. Uh, he can give us a call as well, of course, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Port Adelaide taking on Essendon tomorrow at Adelaide Oval. Um, it's supposed to be terrible weather. That is the forecast. So in comes Riley Bonner and Charlie Dixon. Finally, Dixon makes his season debut. Out, um, Jones, who probably a little bit unlucky. Marty Frederick was the Medi sub. He's out. And Mitch Georgiades. So this was the big talking point. They can't take in all of the tools, particularly when it's going to be wet weather. Surprised that it was Georgiades, or is that the right selection in your eyes? 
Well, I think when we delved into it a couple of weeks ago when we thought Charlie might be close, um, he was the name that popped out, wasn't it? Like, yep. Just on form and although his form actually stacks up. He's kicked, I think, 10 goals in the last 10 games and he's been uh, been actually playing pretty well. So can you say he's stiff? I mean, Ken Hinkley's feedback to him at selection this week, would he wouldn't have gone to him and said, look, mate, you're going to miss, you're stiff. Yep. Coaches don't do that. Uh, they would have had their reasons, but I think out of the, the four tolls, um, he's probably the one that's probably just down on a little bit more form than, than the others. I think Riley Bonner's gone under the radar as well, and that is a, a strong showing of faith or a show of where he's at at the club that he comes straight back in after a month off with an ankle injury because if, if anyone sort of had a month off and they had a game in the sample first before they had to come back, I know there's a buy coming up, that you would understand that, but that's... um. A good showing of where Riley Bonner's at. Yeah, and he's having another good year too before he got injured. Uh, he provides a lot of ping and a lot of run and carry off that half-back line and, and uses the ball extremely well. So um, he'll be a handy inclusion and plays well in, in wet weather as well, which as you said, it's going to be pretty average conditions. So I think apart from the weather, like this is a good game for Charlie Dixon to come back in, find a bit of touch, hopefully hit the scoreboard and, and get his mojo back. But... Um, does, does the weather bother you? Like, he's going to be a bit more potentially contested type, scrappy yep. type affair. It's not going to come to him lace out. Uh, you just hope that he gets through unscathed and, and gets a, a good run under his belt. I suppose you need to probably curb your expectations with statistics and all those types of things with Charlie Dixon and just hope that it is a win and he gets through unscathed. Um, Port Adelaide supporters as well, 0427154166. Um, obviously expecting a win tomorrow. You go into the bye at five and six. Are you happy? Um, is that a pass mark from where you were at zero and five? And do you think that you can build and potentially push for finals after that? Because um, it's been a good response as a whole after a disastrous start. Uh, couldn't have played out any better, really, for Port after the start they had. And um, no credit to Ken Hinckley. He went, even when they were zero and five, he said, no, nah, we've got a plan. We're sticking to it. We're not going to waver from that. And they have done that. They've put the wins on the board. Uh, albeit against opposition they probably should beat uh, in the last four or five weeks. A uh, bit of a hiccup last week, Geelong at Geelong, but um, they should win this week. And going into the bye, uh, five and six after the start they had, you'll absolutely take that every day of the week. All right, that text line, 0427-154-166. Don't forget as well, the all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Good morning to you. Coming to you live from SENSA's studio, Lumo. So if you're in the city, pop in, say hello. Maybe you can have a coffee with us. One King William Street. Bryce will come out and shake your hand with his left hand, not his right, because he's in a sling. Uh, give us an update, Bryce. How was that shoulder going? Maybe you can sing a song for him too, Hazy. Maybe. We'll see how we go. Tom Lyon definitely can, because he's an absolute <laughs> little song bird. Um, the Saturday Psych Up, the text line, she's busy this morning. How good? 0427 154 166. Just those messages that you need to get through to get you in the zone to produce the goods through your Saturday sport. This one from Rick and Semaphore. So good to see Junior Miller back in the side, be in the game at halftime. And who knows for these young crows, if we're competitive, that's a win for me. It's a good call uh, from Rick and Semaphore because um, it's been a long time coming. And like you mentioned before, it was quite confusing. Junior in for the first game and then a, a nine-week stint, was it? Out of the side almost? Yeah, it was strange. Um, as I said, it... If he wasn't ready to go round one, don't play him. Give him a couple of weeks to get that continuity in, into his body and, and game time and then let him hit the ground running. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Rick. I reckon if Wayne can have a big game, the Crows can pull off an upset.
Yeah, he's got so much talent. We know that. Uh, plenty happening around the traps. And South Australia around Cape Horn. What's on in SA? The Climate's Trade Centre at Reedsea Park has the best Dakin prices. What's happening around South Australia? Give us some ideas. 0427 154 166. The Murray Bridge Racing Day at Murray Bridge Racing Club. Nice little festival of racing happening in the minute in South Australia. Uh, so if you fancy a flutter, of course, gamble responsibly. Do you ever get to the races? Do you ever get to Morpherville just to dole yourself up, get your uh, your best little cream suit out with a, a black shirt and a white tie and your white loafers? The white, <laughs> That's the worst outfit the I can possibly snake imagine. Skin, snake skin set up. <laughs> the snake skins. You still got them? I've still got them in the cupboard somewhere. <laughs> Dust them off and get some Murray Breach. I'll wear them in next week for you. <laughs> what about this? You'd be familiar with this. Let it go, let it go. So if you've got children and you don't know this song, then goodness me, you've really, really shut them off from the rest of the world. <laughs> you've deprived them of something special. Do you have your little um, frozen, what can you call it, frozen marathon with your kids' lives? We, I'm just not quite there yet. So Charlie, Charlie's about to turn seven. Um, he has seen Frozen, but he's not, not a huge Frozen man. But uh, Madison, two and a half, not quite at the movie stage yet. She'll sit through probably the first 15 minutes and then she tunes out pretty quick. So no doubt um, it's coming and it's especially Frozen. But uh, Frozen's not quite huge in our household just yet. Wow. Why doesn't he like Elsa? Elsa speaks very highly of him. <laughs> I'll have, <clears throat> I'll have to ask him. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Wow, unbelievable Sorry. stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Elsa. <laughs> anyway, Frozen Musical is on all weekend at the Adelaide Festival Centre. Uh, so tickets from Ticketek, that is just going to be absolute. Those ticks are going to be unbelievably hot. It's going to be pretty impressive. I've, I've heard really good things about it. So mm. I think you're all heading along, aren't you, Hazy? Oh, if I can, if I can scam a ticket somehow. <laughs> Very red hot, but uh, at some stage. I mean, we also went to each and every time the Wiggles were in town. You've been through the Wiggles phase, haven't you? The Wiggles, you? yes. I, mm. I love the Wiggles. Mm. I love the Wiggles as well. And best of luck to the new setup, but long live Emma Wiggle. That's all I'll say. It's a hard act to follow. It's a really hard act to follow. Um, this guy's just absolutely elite. Guy Sebastian on at the Entertainment Centre, Sunday nights. Tickets from bandsintown.com.au. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Gibbsy. Favourite uh, Guy Sebastian song? Um, Say that one. <laughs> <laughs> this was on the spot. Choir? Is it choir? Choir? No. Yeah, it's like, to the choir. choir. Yeah, oh, Tommy. Now you're back. dancing with the crew. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's a track. the one. Do you know what? If I went to a Guy Sebastian concert, I'd just be sitting there the whole time saying, when is he going to play Angels Brought Us Here? Yeah. The original, the one that he song, sang after he won Idol in 2003. Oh, yes. That was the victory song. That's bringing back some memories now. Angels Brought Us Here. Was and he that... does all that stuff where he goes, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got good vocals, hasn't he? Really good right. vocals. Not as good as Tom Lyon, but um, you know, he's doing his absolute best. Um, some uh, Sample W action on this weekend as well. The grand final. Grand final down at Cooper Stadium. Dirt v North Adelaide. Yep. They played a couple of weeks ago. It was a pretty rugged, tough affair, I think, up until half time, and then North got on top of them. So Sturt will be, will probably would have taken a lot out of that game, mm. done their homework, um, had a good win over the Bays, I think, Sturt last week, and 
Cooper Stadium grand final. Get down there and check it out. Mm. Yeah, you know what? It's probably going to be wet, so that's just a bit of a heads up. I'm not trying to deter you away from going down and, and watching the action, but I mean, I dare say a very, very nice option is to just uh, whack it on the SEN app and listen to it live and crystal clear. Sounds like a good Sunday afternoon. With your hot chocolate and your rugged up in your puffer jacket on the couch. Perfect. With your puffer jacket, your little cat man do. <laughs> more of a North Face guy, actually, than a Katmandu man. Oh, of course you are. Yeah. North Face is even more expensive than a Katmandu. <laughs> I dream of a North Face. So I need three Christmases at once. Um, some sample games this weekend. Port taking on the Roosters, one ten at Alberton. That'll be a very, very good matchup. Uh, Port looked very good last week uh, in Loxton against West Adelaide. Orazio Fantasia as well. He's locked in. He's going to return. Bulldogs taking on the Tigers. That's going to be out of Elizabeth at 2.10. That's going to be tough for the Dogs. The Tigers, you would think, will go in as absolute red-hot favourites. Panthers taking on the Bloods uh, down at Norlunga. Um, so this will be a chance for the Panthers to get a win and maybe grab some percentage, or you're not getting too far ahead. We still have a lot out, a lot out at the moment, which um, we've had a tough run with injuries and COVID and and whatnot. I mean, every team goes through something similar, but probably not to this extent. Uh, I was talking to Jared last week and he hasn't seen anything like this in his time coaching in terms of the number of people that we've had out consistently uh, which is not ideal but um, yeah it's uh, certainly a winnable game today and one we need the points for to stay in touch with the five because it's uh, a very competitive competition this year the Sandful. So who do you like? I mean if if we're approaching the midpoint of the season for the Sandful as well because this game also happening, Sturt v Woodville West Torrens, that's going to be a very, very good matchup, particularly out at Unley Oval. If you had to choose the number one side right now, who have you got? Well, it was probably Adelaide until last night's result. Um, but that's the beauty of the competition. I think there's no, there's no safe games. There's no easy games. Um, Glenelg started the season off really strong. They dropped a couple. We were... We, it was even at three-quarter time against us last week. Um, Sturt were going really well. They, they dropped one to North Adelaide last week. No one expected them to do as well as they have this year, North Adelaide. And yep. they're going well. So, um, geez, it's it's tough to pick. Yeah, it really is. But you, like you said, love that. It's very much a wide-open competition. And there's seven, maybe eight sides that could potentially, that would like like themselves to be in the top five. That's going to be a nice little race towards the end of the year. It certainly will. And as we know, my maths aren't great, but eight doesn't go into five, Hazy. So it'll make for good viewing. Doesn't it? Let me just check. We'll run that past Tommy and we'll get back to you. (laughs) Uh, There you go. That's what's happening across Adelaide today. If you've got any other ideas, text them through. Climate's Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best stake and prices. What you need, when you need it. Um, Plenty happening in terms of other sports as well. This Saturday scoreboard. NBA, we're getting to the absolute pointy end. Golden State eliminate Dallas 120 to 110, advance to the NBA Finals. Clay Thompson scored a game high 32 points. He's really come good at the right time of the season. And the Warriors advance to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight seasons by defeating Dallas. That was on Thursday. So the Warriors now join Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. First side since uh, Jordan back in the day to go six finals in eight years. And it just feels like whoever they play against is just making up the numbers. It's a nice little dynasty they've uh, they've created over the last six or seven years, isn't it? Um, and Dallas obviously played their final series against uh, 
um, Phoenix. They, yep. they weren't expected to win that and they won that in seven. Um, so they, they were pretty exhausted and we thought Golden State would take care of them pretty, pretty easily, which they have. They get to rest up now uh, and the other series, Boston, Miami, they're, they're absolutely bashing each other, their smithereens. Whoever wins that, which I think Boston are three, two up at this stage, um, they're going to go in pretty sore. So uh, it's all setting up nicely for the Golden State Warriors. Do you know what I wonder as well? And these are the really big, big questions that you'd love to ask the likes of Adrian Wojnarowski, etc. Um, is that after you win a conference championship, do they celebrate? And how hard do they celebrate? Because it's a big result over there to win a conference championship. Obviously, the ultimate is to win a chip. But do you keep a lid on things or just for a day, do you go, you know what, let's live it up just for a second? Well, it is different, isn't it? Um, you imagine, say, an AFL side after winning a prelim final, they've got the... Popping the, champagne. The, the prelim hats on, the <laughs> champagne, they've got... Uh, I think there was a conference vial MVP this year. I, don't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Steph Curry won the conference final MVP of the series, so... Um, yeah, there's plenty of carry-on for, for not quite winning the whole thing just yet. Mm, for getting some sort of silverware, I suppose you could say. It's some sort of banner that hangs in the arena, which is a good thing. Um, take us through the latest happenings with the World Game. Uh, what an epic last round of EPL football. Um, it come down to the wire. It was all set up for a fairy tale finish for Liverpool. They were trailing Man City, as we know, by a point leading into the final round. And City played Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa, who weren't favourites to win, obviously, but found themselves 2 0 up with 10 minutes to go mm. in the season. Liverpool Amazing. were beating uh, the Wolves. Um, at Anfield and the beauty about the last game of the EPL is all the games are played at the same time Yep. so no one knows the results until the games are finished so I was I sat up and watched it as a, I think they all kicked off about 12.30 Adelaide time and watching all the games happen live and someone scored someone oh, and then watching Villa go 2-0 up I thought this this was going to be the greatest result yeah. in EPL history but with 10 minutes to go, Man City, as they do, and they're probably the only team in the world that are capable of pulling something off like this, yep. have scored three goals in the last 10 minutes oh, of break, the season. Break your heart, wouldn't you? To be named crown champions. Like, unbelievable scenes. So you're a Liverpool fan? I'm a Liv mad Liverpool supporter. Yep. So Villa scoring 1-0 up, you're thinking, oh, this is great. Because I think Liverpool just needed to win and City just needed to draw. Yep. To, for Liverpool to be crown champions. When they went 2-0 up, I thought, this is this is unbelievable. Mm. And the social media, Twitter was going berserk as Man City went 1-2, 2-0, within 10 minutes of footy. Unbelievable scenes. It it won't happen again. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I, I just imagine as well, the Liverpool supporters, if it's all happening at once... Just uh, how how attentive are you to your own game versus keeping on track on your phone the other happenings around the competition? Well, you could see it. They they panned to the crowd multiple times at the cop, and most people had their phones out watching the watching the Man City score or watching it live. So, yep. Um, 
it certainly made a uh, made it for a thrilling finish. Yeah, outstanding stuff. Put the question out there: Your team, if it's Crows, if it's Port, if it's anyone else, what do you need at the midpoint of the season going forward to take that next step? Uh, Lockie's coming to us from Henley. Good morning to you, Lockie. What do the Crows need? Yeah, boys, really loving the show. Oh, thanks, um, mate. I personally think that the, yeah, I personally think the Crows need someone like a Tom Lynch role, that kind of that high half forward that really connects the play from the forward line and the back line. I think since he's gone, we've really missed out that, you know, the two like, ends really connecting. Do you reckon he was stiff was saying, to get moved on, um, Lockie? I, I think he was, personally. I think he had a few more years in him. Um, he was coming towards the end of his time there. I thought he was playing really good footy. But, yeah, yeah. I think since he's gone, it's really disrupted the way they, the two linked together. I just want to know your thoughts on that. So, Lockie, is there anyone that you've noticed in the AFL who the Crows, in particular, that sort of role, should heavily go after? Um, not personally. I think those those type of players, they're really hard to find. But as soon as, if you find one, I think they got to chuck the book at them and just really, you know, really hold on to them because they're very valuable, I personally think. So, another one for you, Lockie. Um, Taylor Walker, yep. there's reports interstate that uh, there could be a two-year deal waiting for him. Uh, if you're a Crows supporter... Would you offer him a two-year deal? I personally would. He's, I think he's in career best form. I, you know, it, since he's come back, it's, uh, you know, ever since he's gone outside, we've just really looked pretty, you know, haven't really gone forward with, you know, much intent and whatnot. So, but he's real presence up there, and I think he's really good for the young players coming through as well. Now, can you back me up, Locke? Uh, not many yep. have tipped the Crowies to get the win down at the Cattery. I'm I'm tipping a close game and I think even a potential upset. What do they need to do to, to get the four points down uh, down the highway? I think they've got to start really hard early. Um, you know, playing Geelong down at the Cattery, I think, you know, they always, you know, they play the ground really well. But if we have a quick first, you know, good start, I think if we hold on to that... Um, you know, hopefully John might go into a shell a bit, but I don't think it will. But I personally think, yeah, same with you, Gizzi. I reckon it'll be a close one, but hopefully we get the four points, definitely. We didn't mention before no danger field mm. either for the Cats, so that certainly it helps the Crows yeah. midfield. Absolutely. It's an interesting one for uh, the Cats and Dangerfield. this little mid-season spell where they try and get his body right and Kane that put it on the agenda. He needs to lose weight, and then Wayne Carey went, bang! <laughs> The corn v the duck, because that was an interesting argument itself. Um, just in terms of, of, of Taylor Walker as well. So so there you go. I feel like I don't think there'd be too many Crow supporters that would be unhappy with Taylor Walker getting a, another deal. But just when you watch it, and this will be interesting to see exactly today, gosh, he's unbelievable, like unbelievably important to their forward line and the whole structure. Yeah, absolutely is. And he is such a big focal point and... Uh, there was, I did have some concerns when he when he did come back that they would focus on him too much because yep. you can get too tech-centric at times, I suppose, and it makes it really easy to defend. But um, they've spread the targets inside 50. And I, spe- I mean, that's when Elliot Himmelberg was playing good footy and, and he was providing another headache for opposition. And his form has probably dropped a little bit since, since then. But um, as long as they can just keep spreading the load in the forward line. Um, yeah, there's no reason why he can't go for another year, two, maybe three years. When you watch a game on TV, it's hard to really analyse and know exactly what's going on in terms of player movement, etc. How do you stop the likes of Tom Stewart 
from floating back and getting into the absolute ideal space. And it's easy said than done to say, I'll kick it more direct or kick it to a target or lower the eyes and things like that. How do you stop a player like that? He, he might be my favorite player in the AFL. Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic player. And there's a couple of things you do. You, if you're playing on him, you almost, you could almost tag him, really. Play a defensive forward on him and just have body contact on him the whole game. I mean, it's easier said than done. But you have to lower your eyes. You just mentioned it then. There's no other way to stop it. He's so good at reading the ball off the boot earlier than everyone else. He reads the flight of the ball and just comes off at the right time to either intercept market or kill spoil. If you're his opponent and you hit up, you must use him because that keeps him engaged. It keeps him accountable. And if, if you're his opponent and you get used a few times up around the forward 50, and Tom's dropping off and he's thinking, geez, I need to man up a bit here. I need to play a little bit tighter. I can't give him as much leg rope. Um, as soon as you get him starting to think like that, then you know you've, you've started to get him. So they need to play through his man if, if that's the way they're going to go about it. Rain's starting to come down here already. Uh, One King William Street right in the heart of the city studio. Lumo SA. Um, it's going to be wet tomorrow. We know that. Just treacherous conditions for the players. Port Alagoan is obvious favourites against an Eston side, which has only won twice all year off the back of a couple of really tough losses as well. How much from a player's perspective, how much does bad weather and heavy rain actually even up the contest a little bit? I think quite significantly, actually. It's just, well, it slows the game down, um, turns into a more contested, combative type game. And uh, especially when you're, you're playing a, a lesser side, it sort of, it does bring them to your level a little bit more. Um, and certain teams play better in wet conditions as well. Um, they, they, they can adjust quicker. Um, turn, they can turn it into more of a surge game. You, you want to have less handballs in the wet, obviously. Soccer the ball off the ground more, knock the ball forward and, and just gain yardage, I think, um, and, and try and lock it in your forward 50. So the teams that can... Um, adjust to it I suppose quicker uh, usually play better but um, it does even up the contest depending on who you're playing uh, somewhat for sure. Alright um, keep those texts coming through, a lot of them coming through as well, 0427154166 we put the question out there, we're getting some good calls, uh, what does your side need? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Dean Brogan we're going to speak to Brogues in less than 10 minutes time, doing some very good things down at the Panthers, of course Premiership player for Port Adelaide um, and Brogues is the type of bloke who you'd love to have a long lunch with. Is that fair? Can confirm I've <laughs> had a long lunch with Brogues and he's in his element in this space. <laughs> Loves a long lunch. Oh, the big fella. We're going to speak to him uh, very, very soon. Before that, we'll catch up with all the latest news headlines. You're listening to Saturdays in SA. Uh, don't forget as well, that number is open. one 736 736 Some calls coming through. We'll take them next. Um, if you're playing football, you're playing netball or anything today, good luck. Uh, the weather conditions are really going to test your passion. Is that a good way to describe it? Because this time of year, it's starting to get just a little bit cold. And I dare say training during the week when it's wet and miserable, you start to look at yourself in the mirror and go, how much do I really want this? We've spoken a bit about the players getting up for a game on a wet and miserable, cold winter's day. I was just thinking before, I'm going to spare a thought for the parents that are kicking the dew off yeah. at 7 o'clock, oh, 8 yeah. o'clock in the morning, watching their son or daughter run around uh, at local sport. Um, they probably do it tougher than anyone, I reckon. Mm, absolutely, they do. So big shout out to, uh, to you guys. Any special mentions, get them through 
0427 That text line, this one from Marty in Newport. Made my day, boys. Picked you mob up across the Nullarbor. Bloody beautiful. That's very good stuff. And this one, Gibber. It's the G8 here, mate. Looking forward to seeing you for dinner tonight, confirming Gaucho's 8pm. Also, just wanted to double check. Is it your shout? Cheers. <laughs> uh, it's always my shout. Oh, oh, is it? It's always my shout. You brought coffees this morning. I did. Very much appreciated. And there was a bit of a um, lapse in communication. Uh, Tommy also brought coffees. So there's two spare coffees there. Um, because I'm a tartar, so I didn't bring coffees. <laughs> well, given Tommy's here at seven o'clock or whatever time he is getting ready for the show. It's about quarter past six, I reckon. I didn't, I didn't want an iced latte, Tommy. So just for future <laughs> reference, bud, maybe get him delivered Uber Eats or something a bit closer to uh, the 8.30 kickoff would be appreciated, bud. And you know what, Tommy? This could be this could be a, probably an after-show chat, but let's just uh, put it out there right now. The coffees in between, will be between me and Bryce. So, Tommy, you don't have to get involved because you're here too early. Is that fair? I think we've. Oh, just, you're not happy with that. Would, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's comfortable. We can't let him off. Surely, depends if we like his song each week. Then if it's if he he's been he's set a high bar. He's three from three. Oh, jeez. If he yeah. dips below it, maybe then he can buy the coffees. He's been very very good. Um, let's talk about some of the big sporting rivalries across the nation. I mean, it was only a few years ago that it was probably the Cleveland Cavs v the Golden State Warriors. Now it's anyone versus the Golden State Warriors. I think of some of these other big rivalries. You think. Um, Celtic and everything that happens over in the World Games. So Celtic, of course, against Rangers. Rangers. You, some of that those the footage you see when the team rocks up on the bus and the supporters with flares and like it is chaos. Oh, it I, is unbelievable scenes. So the fact that you could go to a sporting game and if you're wearing the wrong colours and you get yourself in the wrong spot, you, you could get hurt. You could be in trouble. Yeah. So that's next level. I know there's been a lot of violence. There has been violence, incidents of violence at AFL games and. Um, and NRL games, etc. But when you have to genuinely be in a designated section at an EPL game, because if you go over the other side, you'll definitely get hurt. That's next level. And they keep the away supporters in that section for a good hour after the game mm. to let everyone else leave so that the away supporters can get out safely. Mm. Like that's, that is next level. That is next level. So Celtic v Rangers as well. By the way, Rangers uh, have a large margin in terms of wins. 238 to 138. So Celtic, as you would Bragging expect. Bragging rights there. El Absolute. Clasico in the world game, as you, as you just mentioned. Yep. Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yep. Always a star studded lineup affair in bit, that game. Bit of money floating around there, too. Plenty of money. Just a little bit of coin. A few egos. Ashes. I mean, this is, uh, it feels like it's a big rivalry. Of course it is. But the scoreline over the last 20 years, the Aussies, nine series victories, England just two. The last 39 tests, England have won six. So it is a rivalry, but absolutely, the Aussies are on top of that. Would, would other countries see that as a massive rivalry, the Ashes? Or is oh. it just here in Australia and, and England that we, it, we, we focus on it? It's probably just us because every other country in cricket, their big rivalry is against England. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you think England v India, that's a massive rivalry? Yeah. Is it just that everyone hates England? Yeah, I think, I think that's the common trend here. <laughs> uh, and, of course, there's the ultimate rivalry, and that is um, Kane Corns v David King. So uh, I'm not, if, if, no, 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 let me, let me just – if you're going to talk about the, the decisions that they've made over four years, you have to I make sure – I said over the, the last two years. I didn't go back to four years. But he hasn't years. been there. The so, last, so the, the one year – two years – he hasn't been the list boss this year. So the two years but, but, is even but, wrong. But I haven't been critical of this year's draft picks or this year's trade. Oh, <laughs> Kane v. Kingy. So Kane and Kingy are on Friday mornings from 6am across SENSA. Tune in. Very, very good listening. And um, Kane's very good at debating. 
So this was about everything that's happening in uh, North Melbourne and just there's so much turmoil, etc. The results are maybe suggesting that Kane got the points. Do you think? I listened to this just by chance, actually, and I was laughing. This, <laughs> this was brilliant because they're not hamming this up. They were fair income getting into each other. Um, and I think, I, from my point of view, I think Kane took the points in this one. Yeah. It did seem like Kingy was just sticking up for an old mate by the end of it, which is fine. That's completely fine. Um, but I think if, if you turn to facts, I think, I think Kane got one up on him, yeah? <laughs> He's good. He's a fierce little debater. And if you want to debate Kane Corns at anything, you need to understand that he's going to be um, absolutely well equipped with every single statistic that can be known. You'd want to have done your homework you thoroughly need to have done coming your homework. up against Kane. You don't wing it against Kane Corns. Uh, he's very, very good. Uh, just before we get to Brogues as well after the break, Carlton v Collingwood this weekend. The big rivalry, we talk about Port v the Crows and the showdown rivalry, and it's absolutely there. What was it like? And even when, say, a few times where Carlton were battling and Collingwood were right up the other end of the ladder, the rivalry still there? It's still very much alive? Very, very much alive. Um, and probably driven from the fans and the supporters more than anything. Um, and it was weird. Like, you just, as soon as you come walk in the door at Carlton, you know, you, you learn about the, the history and um, where the club's been and what they've done. And it doesn't take too long before the Collingwood rivalry is brought up. Um, and that's from supporters, from members, from sponsors, a lot of people that are invested in the club, past players when you go to functions. Um, and usually the games are, no matter where both teams are on the ladder, the games are usually pretty close. Yep. So by far, it's still well and truly alive. And Carlton Collingwood this week, they're, they're talking 80, 85,000 yeah. there this week, which we have not seen that this year by any in any game crowd numbers so how good it is for footy for crowds to be back like that how good it is for footy for this rivalry to be ignited again uh Voss v McRae yeah two old like, premiership teammates um <laughs> some of the matchups we're going to see you know through the midfield Pendlebury usually goes to Cripps Darcy Moore v Charlie Kerno who's leading the Coleman at the moment like it's gonna it's gonna be a great Sunday viewing I can't wait to watch it Across the board, and you'd be friends with so many other AFL players at other clubs, is there just something about beating Collingwood that's just a little bit extra satisfying? There is. There is. And as I said, it doesn't matter if, if we were bottom and Collingwood were flying. It was like, we, we can't wait to beat this mob this week. Mm. Um, and I, I'll never forget one of my first games against Collingwood. It was quarter time and Fev decided to run through the Collingwood huddle and start an all-in brawl. <laughs> so well, of one of did. my earliest memories was jogging back to the huddle at quarter time. Next minute, I'm on the bottom of an all-in brawl. That's awesome. And that just, uh, that just started my experience against Collywood. Oh. So, yeah, good. Oh, if I didn't already, I love Fev even more. <laughs> he lined, like I think he hit Nathan Didak, just ran, like picked him out out of anyone, ran through him, knocked him over, and it was on. Oh, of it course was, he did. Uh, a few fines handed down that day, I think, from memory. <laughs> there you go. Hey, coming up next, we're going to speak to Port Adelaide Premiership player and long lunch specialist.
<laughs> Dean Brogan. So stick around for that. Uh, it's 10 minutes past 10. Top 17 across Saturday. Today's going to be a couple of showers. You're listening to Saturdays in SA. Good morning. Coming to you live from SCNSA's Studio Lumo SA, right in the heart of the city. You can still get involved. The text line 0427 154 166. Some very good texts coming in in terms of uh, where their club should be at, Port or the Crows. So we'll get to them before 10.30. Uh, and also what Port and the Crows need going forward to take that next step. Um, let's speak to a man now that you know very well, Bryce. He's the midfield coach for South Adelaide Football Club, Port Adelaide Premiership star. His name is Dean Brogan. Brogues, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, fellas. How are we? Going so well, mate. Just uh, some confirmation as well that uh, you are a long lunch specialist because uh, Bryce, <laughs> oh, <heard> that. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs is uh, booked in at Gaucho's tonight at 8 o'clock and if he turns up and says, give, give me the Dean Brogan special, what will happen? <laughs> well, we'll get one of those big knives that are in the cabinet. Only only 30 people uh, get them each time they go in. So I'll, uh, I'll ring Joe, Joe from Gaggers and let, let Gibber and his mates uh, use those knives tonight. That's compliments of me, Gibber. Thanks, no worries, thanks Brogues. Appreciate that, bud. <laughs> Uh, very good stuff. Hey, Brogues. I'd much rather him playing today, that's for sure. Yeah, mate, Let's talk about that. So a big blow to your midfield, but... Um, I mean, how's it been at South? You guys have been smashed by injury and everything else. Just doing your best to survive before hopefully it comes good in the latter part. Yeah, look, it's um, it's been um, an interesting start to the season for us um, uh, at down at South. And um, look, I I'm really enjoying my time there, coming out of the AFL system and having some time off and getting back into coaching at that level. I've I've really enjoyed my time there so far this year, but. Um, yeah, I've never seen an injury list. You know, in my time in footy, I've I've just been a bit scratching my head about all the injuries and you know COVID and you know a lot of clubs go through this. But uh, I think I saw the other week we had like 16 players that were unavailable to play due to injury or COVID or some other reason. So you know, it makes it really hard to to put your your best team out there. And we all know the SNFL is a really hard competition and. Um, you know, it's been a challenging start to the season, but I feel we've done a pretty good job. I think only last week was the first time we sort of got done convincingly um, by Glenelg. But even then, we still we we had we're up by ten points with about no, seven minutes to go on the third term. Um, and I think looking at the list that the team we we put out there last week, we had uh, you know fifteen or sixteen players under the age of twenty four. So and the Bays had fourteen players under the age of twenty four, and they had I don't know, eighteen. Premiership players and from a couple of years ago. So, in terms of um, where we sit, I think we've done a really good job in, in, in being three and four. And we play Westies today, so hopefully we get a good win and go four and four. And with all the injuries we've had, I think we've done a good job. And um, you know, we're starting to get some cattle back today. We've got a pretty strong side um, to tackle West, but uh, minus uh, Bryce Gibbs. So um, yeah, we're starting to get our get our game together. And we're, next couple of weeks could be huge for us. And speaking of Westies Brogues, obviously you said how tight the competition is and, and anyone can win basically on, on any given week. Um, mm. We can't take them lightly today. You know, they've got an ex-South coach who would be pretty determined to get a win against his, his old mob and um, they've got some good kids running around in their side. So we certainly can't take them lightly. Yeah, look, we watched. Uh, I watched a bit of their game, well, most of their game against Port last week. And, um, you know, if they... They took Port, you know, halfway through the last quarter. The game was pretty tight, and Port ended up just kicking away. But they've been a lot better. I know their record is, you know, they're zipping seven, and um, it's not a good, uh, a good start to the year for them. But 
if you look at their form the last couple of weeks, they've actually been pretty good. So, um, yeah, and, and look, as as you two know, if you're if you're ten percent off, and especially in the SNFL, you will get done. So, um, now the boys have been pretty sharp this week. We had a really good meeting last night. Mixed it up a little bit this week, Gibber. We were a little bit sharper last night at captain's run. So um, the boys uh, got some good energy, and we got we got Rosie back, our captain, and um, you know Shaker Wilkinson's back. So we got some good depth coming back in the side. So um, we're looking for a good performance today. Very good stuff. I'm a big fan of Matty Rose and the way that he goes about it, and hopefully his body can stay intact and still got at least a couple of good seasons left in him. Um, Brogues, you mentioned coaching, and you're in the sample, which is a massive tick for the sample in general, that we can have coaches like you in the system. But you, you've been at GWS, you've been at Port Adelaide. Just in the coaching space, how are you feeling? Yeah, look, I, I, like I said um, you know, earlier in the, in the conversation, I'm, I'm really enjoying you know, having having an official role down at South Adelaide. I've sort of done a little bit of part-time stuff with the Rucks there the last couple of years, and um, you know, I'm really passionate about South Adelaide. It's, it was my club growing up, and, um, you know, they gave me an opportunity to to get where I got in my career and, you know, giving back to them and being around um, the footy club I'm really enjoying. And, you know, coaching, I've always had passion for it, and I've been in the footy a long time now. And um, the SNFL is a lot different than AFL. I was only thinking of this morning... Um, you know, when you got the AFL, you've got a lot of resources at your at your fingertips, and you know, you go to the SNFL, it's uh, it's a lot different. You got to coach um, a lot on feel and gut. You don't have the stats or the vision as you do in the AFL to make calls. So, you know, I'm really adjusting to to making calls. You know, as you see it. So you got to really watch the game and make calls on the fly. And um, I think um, the SNFL coaches do a great job. And um, you know, I've, I'm really enjoying it. And you know, as Gibber would know, we don't always get it right, but um, you know, coaching at, at SNFL level uh, is, is something I'm really enjoying and it's just enough for me at the moment. I, I don't think I'll go to the next level anymore. I'm happy doing the SNFL stuff. Yeah, well, you've certainly been a, a great full-time acquisition to the club, mate, so you should be proud of yourself. Um, now, it's that time of year where South Adelaide tend to get stitched, the, the mid-season draft. Um, yeah. We've had a couple of uh, young guys have some really good consistent footy up until this point. Um, can you see anyone getting taken potentially on Wednesday in that draft? Oh, yeah, it's a nervous time for uh, Jared and the club, mate. The last probably three or four years, uh, the club's been, you know, picked apart at this time of the year. And, you know, it, it's a good, it's a good um, you know, advertisement for the club, but it, it, it does hurt. Yes, when you're in the middle of a the season, they take one or two of your best players. So... Look, a lot of clubs are in the same boat. You know, I think um, you know when it comes to us, that uh, Kimmy Cantillas uh, came into the side a few weeks ago, and um, he's he's impressed the first couple of games. He's dropped off a little bit the last couple of weeks, but I think some AFL clubs are really looking at him. And um, a kid called Jai Menzies, who's you know start again, started the season on fire. Um, he's a little half forward, got a lot of speed. He's got some AFL attributes. So I don't know to be honest with you, Gibber. I'm hoping. For the club's sake and and, a self, and our selfish um, reasons behind it that they don't get picked up, but hopefully for them they do and they get a crack at the ASL. But um, oh, if they come out and kick five each today, I think we'll be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> hey, Brogues, before we let you go, I'll just rattle some names off here to the absolute long lunch specialist. I'm talking Soderstrom, <laughs> yeah. Bennett, yeah. and Brogan. Yeah. How, how do I get myself <laughs> elevated up into that sort of category? What I've, what have I got to do? Oh, it's an exclusive club, Hazy. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to bring very nice bottles of wine to the lunch and you've got to pay the first five times you come. So, uh, <laughs> so can't, can't, <laughs> nah. can't Hazy out then. 
<laughs> no, nah, we'll have to get together and get to gauchos and have, have a bit of a lunch and talk all things footy, mate. Yeah, those little bottles of stump jump at home aren't going to quite cut the mustard, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. Hey, Brokes, <laughs> uh, appreciate your time this morning, mate. Uh, best of luck today uh, against the Bites. Thanks, fellas. Have a good morning. See you up, yeah. boy. Good stuff, Dean Brogan. Uh, and absolutely mean that. It, it's great to have someone like Dean Brogan in the system because, geez, um, when you speak to him, he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom to share. You're spot on. And he touched on he'd, he'd been a, a part-time sort of ruck coach. And, and what he had done for our rucks just over the last couple of years had been phenomenal. And then for him to come on full-time uh, as a midfield coach, as you said, brings a wealth of knowledge, a lot of tactical expertise. And I've really enjoyed playing under him this year. Mm. The all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, yeah, another quick reminder. Visit Solter Audi. Test drive the new A3 and S3. Uh, it's been a fun show from SCNSA Studio Lumo SA. Um, Gibbs, you feeling good? How's that shoulder getting through? Uh, it's been pretty good. Held up well and hands down, best show we've done today. There you go. I've, I've called it <laughs> with an exclamation mark at the end. Straight up. I Bang. mean, that is just direct feedback. Um, Tommy, how are you feeling about things? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I mean, there aren't many to pick from. There's only been three. <laughs> but it was, in football terms, an easy, uh, even contribution. I noticed a few to everyone's involved on the text through the week. So, um even contribution and uh, very solid. That's nice. Just want to take it one week at a time and uh, full credit to the boys, 110%. <laughs> Is that what you're getting uh, to? Yeah, that, that's what I'm alluding to. Very boring. <laughs> hey, Bryce, just a quick text for you as well. Um, it says, it's from Brett. Um, what was it like being the number one draft pick, being considered Australia's top young football talent? And what team, and I like this part, did you actually want to go to? Did I actually want to go to? Well, considering I tried to get to the Crows and that didn't pan out, <laughs> That threw a spanner in the works, but no, nah, I didn't care. I just wanted to play AFL, and if that meant going to the bottom side, which then it was Carlton, I was happy to do so. Which AFL team did you want to go to, Tommy? Uh, always the Crows, and uh, that dream fell over when I turned about 14 years old, um, <clears throat> when all my friends uh, would make fun of my kicking style. What, before then you thought you had a chance? Uh, always, mate, always, until I played with the big boys and got pretty hurt. Are, are, you, are you nominated for the mid-season draft next week? I have put my hand up just to last grasp at the dream. See. Watch this space. Hey, uh, stick around straight after us. It's crunch time with Jared Waitley, Luke Hodge, David King, Sam Edmund. Uh, sample coverage today. We're going to give you Central's vehicle and Elk. 5pm, it's SEN Trackside. Then tonight, Gold Coast v Hawthorne. Enjoy.